Welcome to another episode of the Polly Rob Podcast. I'm your host, Polly Rob, and uh, I thank you for tuning in once again. This is the 25th episode. Uh, I'm excited. Um, we're doing a lot of work, and uh, I feel great. Um, make sure you check us out. Um, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, um, Google Podcasts, and now, now... I am on YouTube. Yes, all the episodes are on YouTube. Make sure you go check it out. Um, they have a full YouTube playlist that you could you could just press play once and listen to like all the podcasts all in unison. So make sure you check us out um, for that. Um, you know, uh, local astronauts has been doing real well, doing a whole bunch of TV and film stuff, working with a bunch of artists. Um, uh, there's two artists that dropped the EP joint project um, named Funk P and Lord Flea. Uh, their project is called Ups and Downs. Make sure you go check that out because I produced a record on that project. Um, you know, I, I came from Atlanta. You know what I mean? I, I, I traveled to Atlanta for a couple of days, you know what I'm saying, working on some projects with a couple of artists, you know, Headcrack, Bodega Brothers, The Brat, um, you know, just doing some ill shit, doing what I'm supposed to do. Um, you know, Atlanta always treats me well. That's like my third home next to Akron, Ohio. You know what I mean? So, uh, Atlanta always treat me excellent. You know what I mean? I didn't get a chance to go to Waffle House, so I'm mad about that. But the next trip, I'll make sure I get off the plane and pull up straight to the Waffle House. You know what I mean? Uh, on top of that, I started to, uh, kind of channel my creativity production wise, uh, into EDM music. So I will be doing a lot more EDM music now. Um, I'm excited about that because I got I got like this crazy little uh, fusion that I want to do with EDM music and another style of, uh, of music. You know what I mean? It's gonna be it's gonna be dope. Uh, it's coming real soon. I'm actually working on it, trying to you know touch it up and do you know whatever I can to try to make it right for y'all. Um, but that's gonna be very very fun. Um, I haven't done an episode in a while because I've been locked in a dungeon. I've been literally turning my phone off, you know, and just producing these records. I'm up to like, uh, working on seven to eight beats per day right now. Like I'm in, I'm in this like crazy ill vibe, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just going in and, 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 you know, I'm having fun right now. You know what I mean? Uh, but I definitely want to make sure that I come back and give you guys the right episodes for the right reasons. Um, that's important to me. That's in, and for a lot of people that's been listening, it's important to y'all. You know what I mean? I got a couple phone calls. I was like, yo, where the new episode at? You know what I mean? So I want to make sure that I, uh, stay as consistent as possible. Um, I am going to start doing it every Monday. Um, I'm going to pre-record it and then drop it every Monday. Um, but you know, just bear with me so far, you know what I mean? Because I want to do it when it's right. I don't want to just do it just because I got to drop it on Monday. I want to do it when I feel the topic and when I feel like it's right. You know what I mean? Uh, so today's topic, um, I want to tell you a story 
um, before I talk about uh, this topic. I want to tell you a story because it's it's it leads up to what I'm going to talk about. Um, and the topic for today, I'll tell you the topic of today, and then we'll just get into it. Um, the topic of today is tell the story the right way. I'm going to say it again. Tell the story the right way. Okay, so first, uh, in order for me to kind of explain this, uh, I want to tell you a short story um, about a part of my life that I hold close and dear to me. Um, and it's my, you know, journey um, through this music. Um, make it very short because it's a long story, but I'll make it very short. Um, so when I started doing music and I started to have a passion for it, my first initial, um, you know, occupation of me doing music was rapping. Rapping was my thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, I felt like I was nice at it. People that listened to me felt that I was nice at it. Um, and, and, uh, in light of that, you know, I would just, you know, study my craft, you know what I mean? Listen to a lot of different music, you know, always reading books, and, you know, I, I, I'm just into trying to be the most prolific, you know, lyricist that, you know, that anybody can find. So that was my thing. Um, you know, skinny fat kid in Brooklyn, just loving to just write down bars. So when I end up getting to L.A., um, you know, I, I met up with uh, one of my good friends, uh, you know, uh, his name is Don. You know, I, you know, I call him by his rap name, Donnie Springs. Um, and you know, we became friends first and then we both figured out that we had a love and passion for music. Um, and then, you know, we end up, you know, being a group, you know what I'm saying? And our group was, uh, Polidoni. Uh, it was spelled P O L I D O N Y. Now my name was Polly Rob, um, P O L Y R O B. And his name was Donnie Springs, D-O-N-N-Y-S-P-R-I-N-G-Z. But together, when we come together, it's Polidoni. So we would, so, uh, you know, we would exchange the first uh, Y for the I because it's pretty much our names together. So that was just how we did it. You know what I'm saying? That was how we did it. So we was a rap group. You know what I mean? Just going around rapping, doing what we doing, putting together music. This is when... Uh, you, at the same time, I'm developing a love for electronics. So I got my HP computer, you know what I mean? I download a Fruity Loops. This is like when Fruity Loops first came out, you know what I mean? Making beats with Fruity Loops, uh, recording on Cubase, recording on, uh, I don't know if y'all ever remember, uh, Magic's uh, Music Studio is for PC, um, but it was reminiscent of what Pro Tools was, but just a lower grade version. So we would record on that. Um, you know, we just doing our thing and, and we both produced and we both rapped and I would engineer. So over the course, like everybody knew that me and Don was inseparable. We was inseparable. You know what I'm saying? That's just what it was everywhere. You know, uh, he went, I went and vice versa. Now Don was, um, a Jehovah's witness at the time. So, you know, anybody that, you know, know, knows the religion of Jehovah's Witness, there's, a, you know, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, anybody that's, you know, listening, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's 
certain things that you just can't do, can't do when you're a Jehovah's Witness. And uh, for Don and his family, rapping was one of them. You're not supposed to do no rapping. It's not happening. You know what I'm saying? So we would, you know, still do it. You know what I mean? And, you know, he would just keep it a secret. Like when he would go home, he would keep it a secret, keep his rap books tucked. You know what I'm saying? The rap, uh, you know, tapes that he would have. We listened to heavy Wu-Tang, heavy Mob Deep, Helped Skelter, you know, Camp Low, uh, 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 Jeruda Damager, like all types of dope hip hop shit. He would keep it tucked and under. Whereas with me, my parents were so, you know, busy and working that I got a chance to just kind of turn my whole room into a studio. You know what I mean? Um, so it got to a point where, you know, he had to make a decision um, whether he wanted to do the rapping or do, you know, or just stop doing it. So uh, we had a kind of conversation with his parents and they didn't want him to do it. And then, you know, eventually, long story short, he ended up continuing to rap. So we continue to do, doing our thing. Now it gets to a point where it's like we selling tapes, like we had, you know, uh, I would burn the CDs once we mixed it and mastered it to the best of our ability because we just trying to go. We're just trying to put out music. You know, um, you know, I would, you know, burn the CDs on the HP computer and then we would actually we had a we knew how to put together um we knew how to put together CD sleeves from a piece of paper and a couple of staples. So we would fold it and do what we do and put it together and we would put the sleeves in there. We would write on the uh, we would write on the CD, write on the sleeve, um, and we would sell it. You know what I mean? The singles that we would do, we would do like a single, which is like the the single record, and then the B side. Um, we would sell those for two dollars everywhere, and then we would uh, have an album. We would put together an album of like ten songs. You know what I'm saying? The first album we ever put together was um, the Craftsmanship. It's called the Craftsmanship, and it was actually with Don's brother. Uh, Vince Scully, his rap name was Vince Scully. So, um, you know, then we went on to put on a, a bunch of different albums, but we would actually sell them. Like, we would be at the school doing what we doing, selling them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, at this time, we were at El Camino, at El Camino College. We would be selling the CDs and we getting money. Then we went to you know Venice Beach with like a crew of rappers that we would rap with. Um, you know, shout out to Yoshi. Shout out to uh, solo, shout out to uh, 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 Sarcastic, uh, shout out to uh, Papa Flacco, uh, um, shout out to Cold Flame. Um, yo, we just had mad rappers that was with us, you know what I'm saying? That we were just doing our thing. Shout out to Mino Brown, you know what I mean? And uh, we would go out to Venice and we would sell the tapes. We would have our, uh, our recorder, I would have a CD player. I would have a guitar speaker and I would hook that up to like the, you know, the, you know, the battery chargers that, um, you use to charge your car. Like when your car's the battery's dead, we would have that, we would connect it and we would play the music on Venice. Cause you know, when you go to Venice, anybody that's been to Venice beach, you know, that strip where you got one side people performing and then the other side, you know, it's, it's the shops. So, you know, like if, if you're a performer or whatnot, or you sell the CDs or whatever, you know the side where the shops are, you can't do anything there because they'll find you. But on the other side of the walkway, you can perform there and get what is called a donation. So you can't necessarily sell the CDs, 
but you can tell them like give a donation of two dollars, five dollars, and they would do just that. Sometimes they would sell, you know, they would buy it for ten, buy it for twenty, and you know what I mean. So we would be out there selling our CDs, doing our thing. We try to sell like ten a day, you know what I'm saying? Ten CDs a day, and you know we was going at it. You know what I'm saying? We was going at it. You know, uh, getting to it, and a lot of people respected our hustle of what I what we did. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people love the music. People who didn't love the music just respect the hustle. Um, so fast forward, you know, um, you know, we decided to uh, merge uh, our group of what we did with, you know, uh, with uh, two other uh, guys, which y'all y'all know who they are, if, you know, famous uh, dudes, Big Y and Wacko. Uh, we end up, you know, coming together and you know building three one nine Checkmate Entertainment, which is actually you know, turns into 319. So long story short, our formula of how we would put together, you know, our music, our formula of how we would promote, our formula of how we would um, get out there and just, you know, uh, you know, expose ourselves to the world and show people what we got um, is the same formula that uh, we used uh you know, for Cali Swag and Teach Me How to Dougie and all the other artists that we've worked with since then, even now, like, you know, me and, you know, uh, me and Don, we don't do music anymore. Um, we rarely even talk, but we built something that um, I'm able to live off of and be able to, you know, create my career from because of the things that we were doing and we were learning at the same time. Um, the reason why I talk about this is because um, it goes to the topic of today, which is tell your story the right way. And um, the reason why I want to talk about this is because a lot of people in their lives, um, you know, they go through things, they go through friendships, they go through relationships they go through business transactions. They go through, uh, you know, family problems. They go through a lot of things. And when it comes that time to really reflect or, you know, talk about the situations at hand or um, just kind of try to explain what went on at that time, maybe it might be for therapy. It might be because you want to move forward. It may be any, you know... Any any of those type of things. Um, people have the tendency to to twist the story a little bit to either fit their benefit, to um, alleviate some of the pain, um, to, uh, you know, disregard fault, disregard failure. Um, and I want to talk about that a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I want to talk about, you know, uh, you know, just people's history of not being truthful. Um, I want to talk about the artists who don't pay homage or give credit. You know, I want to talk about stuff like that because especially for, you know, urban people, I'm not going to say black. I'm just going to say urban. I'm, so, I'm just going to say people, people who at a point in time didn't have, uh, it's important for us to be able to tell the story the right way because it helps us move forward for the right reasons. So 
in light of that, let's talk about the history of um, the history of not being truthful. Um, you know, we go to school, you know, we open up our history books, we in history class. And, you know, in my era, my era was kind of the last era that really took heed or, or really halfway listened to the history that was given to us in school. Not so much now, like, you know, the things that, um, kids learn these days, they have the option of like fully disregarding it or not. You know, it's always up in the air. Um, but you know, from the history of slavery to the history of how the economy was built to the history of business, you know, we can, we can honestly say that there's been so many stories flipped and bounced and modified to fit or to benefit a certain culture or to benefit a certain amount of people that sometimes it becomes ridiculous. Man, when we was young, the Christopher Columbus story when we was young was an immaculate story. It was an immaculate story that a man came from miles and miles away just to try to find and discover a new land to call his own, to call his community and his people their own. It was a great story when we was two, three, four years old. It's a great story. We celebrate Columbus Day, you know, the celebration of Christopher Columbus finding new land. It's a great thing at that time. Then we found out the rail. Then we found out that he did not discover the land. He pulled up. There's some people that's already on the land. And by brute force, he decides to take it. But the story in the history books still remain. It's still the same. You go to any history book, they'll tell you the same story that they've been telling us for years. That he traveled far, miles and miles, and he discovered new land. So let's talk about that. You know, there it is true. There's two sides to every story. I get that. But there's one side of the story that, for every story, there's always one side of the story that is undeniable. It's undeniable. And it usually comes from the people who's not directly a part of the story. The ones who see it from the outside looking in. Because let's take the Christopher Columbus situation for starters. How would people felt, how would people feel if they told that story the right way? That he pulled up, seen somebody on the land, he decided to take it, and he slaughtered everybody. People wouldn't take it that well. 
They wouldn't take it too good. Now, that's the type of stuff that I'm talking about. Because no matter what happens, you got to tell the story the right way. That's the only way that we can all get past anything. Now, I'm not talking about this for, from a history or slave perspective. I just gave that example. But what I'm talking about is in the music industry. I'm talking about telling the right story in the music industry. I'm watching social media. I'm watching interviews from your favorite podcasts, your favorite radio stations. And I see these artists, they get up and when someone asks them, how did you get your start? Or who's helped you along the way? Or what are your music musical influences? They tell you one story, and then all of a sudden, a couple months down the line, there's a friend, there's an enemy, there's a family member that tells you a completely different story. I don't know if it's because they want to get a rise out of somebody. I don't know if it's because they want money. But let's dig deep into that. The reason why I told my story is because the bottom line is I started my career with my best friend at the time. I started my musical career with Don. And no matter how far I get in my career, my story will be told the exact same way. There was a point in time where we didn't talk no more. There was a point in time where we argued and we didn't talk at all. I'm glad that we got a chance to have a small part of the conversation and at least be able to, you know, have a conversation with each other when you see each other. Cause that's my brother. It's my brother. I love him to death forever. No matter if we never do music again in life, that's my brother. I love him forever. But this story will forever be told the same way. The same way. Now, I get it. Sometimes people forget dates. They forget certain, you know, small moments. You know, I get it every now and then. But what you never forget, you don't forget the people that's right there with you when you're doing it. You don't forget that. You don't forget the people that's next to you when you do it. I see people... You know, when they get good in their career and they get money and stuff like that, they, 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 they tend to start to leave out certain information from certain people that's been there in the beginning. When you have an argument with somebody, you decide to not include them in the storyline of what happened when y'all first started the shit because you're mad at them. But is that really the, the right thing to do? 
Is that really the right thing to do? Tell the story. Even if you don't want to tell what y'all argued about or, you know, uh, if y'all came to an you know agreement or whatever, even if you want to tell that part, you still have to include the people who was there in the beginning. There's some artists that I know personally that I know do that. They be leaving the real shit out. Let's just be a hundred. They be leaving the real shit out. And why do that? Why do that? Because you got somebody in your ear that's telling you, oh man, you don't fuck with that nigga, so don't include him. Don't, don't, don't tell them nothing. Or don't tell them there was a part of nothing. Like, nah, man. I'd rather tell somebody like, no, he or she was a part of this program when we started. Unfortunately, they're not here anymore due to circumstances. And not trying to shit on them or not trying to big them up, but I'm finna tell the story the way it's supposed to be told. Because guess what? When I'm sitting there and I'm watching somebody on TV that I know I've helped, that I know I showed love, that I know I helped their career blossom. I want them to tell the story the same way I would tell it. Tell it the right way. I know people who have invested Oodle amounts of money into somebody's career. And that one person, once they get to the plateau that they, you know, get to for better or for worse, they completely forget about them. And they don't mention them at all. Why would you do that? Are we that selfish? Are we are we that self-centered to not include the person who put up the bread? For you to be able to exist in this industry. For somebody who put in the blood, sweat and tears. Of producing, of engineering, of curating your style. That you don't want to mention them when you're talking about the song that they helped produce for you. That they probably did the majority of the work. Are you that insecure that you won't get the right recognition that you're willing to exclude somebody who's been a big factor in your success. Is that what we doing? Is that what we doing? I see it too many times. And that's where a lot of these rap beefs come from. And a lot of these arguments with, you know, management and arguments with family. That's where it comes from. Nobody's telling you to disregard yourself, dumb yourself down, not speak highly of yourself. Nobody's saying that. Nobody's saying that. But if you feel like mentioning somebody else who's helped you is 
a negative energy towards you blossoming, then you got to check yourself. You got to check yourself. Telling the story the right way. That's the only way you can be right with moving forward. That's the only way you cannot be caught in a lie. That's the only way you can not be uh, humiliated in the public, especially these rappers. Man, one of the best things to hear is a rapper telling his story about him having nothing. I was with such and such, such and such, such and such. And we was all trying to figure it out. One of them backed away and said, I don't want to do music no more. The other two rock with me. We went on to do this, 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 and this. So however the story went, at least you even, you mentioned the person who's, all the people who started with you. You even mentioned the one person who decided to not continue. Explain it all the right way. Explain it all the right way. You can do nobody a disservice by explaining it the real way. You're not doing nobody a disservice. Because guess what? When the VH1 behind the music shit come around. And when the BT documentary shit come around. When they got to go to your family members and all your friends, when they got to pull up in your hood, when they got to when they got to talk to your old teachers and all that type of shit. Best believe the truth going to come out. Best believe the truth is going to come out and it's going to show itself. So tell the story the right way from the beginning. I started my career with my best friend at the time, Don. I started my career that way. A lot of the things that I do now is is a reflection of what we used to do then. Just right now, uh, a week ago before, you know, I went to Atlanta, I ordered um I ordered some cards. I ordered some cards for my podcast. Now, I'm not rapping no more, but I do do a podcast. And of course, you know, all my production and everything. So for those that's on live, you can see this is my podcast card. And this is my QRC code. And I ordered those because I thought about it. I'm like, damn, out of all my years of doing my thing, like, this is the, the first time, you know, past couple of years that I never had no like physical product to actually give somebody to tune into the shit that we got going on. And, you know, podcasting is a new thing for me. So I'm like, now nah, when I'm flying out to all these different places and doing my production and doing what I'm doing, I still want people to, you know, tune into my podcast. So how about I go print out you know what I'm saying? Some flyers that got my QRC code. So when you scan, you know, with the with the, with your uh your your photo camera, it'll go directly to the podcast. Boom. 
Let me just order a couple of those. Let me order like 500 of those and get on the plane and just let everybody know in different towns. Then I got stickers. These are the same things that I would do when we was doing what we doing with Polidoni. Same shit. Now, when I tell my story of how I started music, I always include him along with including people like Badru, including people like Cellini, including people like Big Y, like Wacko, including Cali Swag. You hear me mention them frequently because these are the people who help me create what I create through my career. I'm not going to say nothing different. I'm not going to mention nobody else different. Because these are the people who help me along the quest of what I do. Yes, you're going to meet more people along the line. Yes, you're going to want to mention, you know, your your financiers and your CEOs. And you're going to mention all those people. That's fine. That's great. But when you when radio or TV or documentaries, when they ask me certain questions about certain things about my journey. The best way that I can explain my journey is to also explain the people that's been with me along my journey. It's the only way. There's certain artists who don't pay homage. Yo, if you got part of your style from this particular artist or this particular curator, say it. It's not belittling you on what you do. Give credit when credit is due. What's wrong with that? That'd be the problem, you know, these days and a lot of times with artists. Nobody likes to give credit when credit is due. If somebody helped you, you know, put together a hook, say it. I remember not too long ago before Cardi B blew the fuck up and everybody love her now. But I remember it was a point in time when they was like, oh, no, Cardi B don't write all her shit. She don't write all her shit. She went on a radio show. I forgot who that was. I want to say it's Funk Flex, but I could be wrong. She got on the show. And she said, no, I, yeah, I have help. I have people who are helping me, you know, put the records together, say the right lines. Yo, my man's might come back and be like, nah, say this instead, instead of saying that. And she said, I never said I'm the best rapper in the world. Yeah, of course I got help. A lot of other cats got help, but they're afraid to say it. There's nothing wrong with saying you got help on putting together your project. Nigga, you're not the, you're not the, uh, a rapper that's sitting there recording yourself, producing yourself, writing all your raps. Nah, you getting help too. You getting help too. Tell the story the right way, man. A lot of times, especially for, you know, people who have, put money into other people's careers. They don't get the credit that they deserve. They don't get the credit that they deserve. 
people who coach you and motivate you into becoming the great person you are, they don't get the credit that they deserve. Y'all don't talk about them type of people when y'all on these major platforms. Even when y'all talk about the artists that y'all listen to, radio, a radio host to say, so what artists are you listening to right now? Some rappers are just blatantly lie and just mention like the top five rappers in the game. That's not who you listening to. Stop lying. You may listen to one or two out of those five. Talk about who you really listening to right now. Talk about who you listening to right now. I hear it. I hear it all the time. A radio host will say, man, who are your musical influences? And because you on the East Coast right now, you'll start saying Biggie, Jay-Z, Nas. You lying. You lying. Say the real people that's your musical influences. It should be burned in your skull already by how many interviews you do. Then this is the killer. This is the killer. This is the killer. A radio host or interviewer will ask you, who do you think got some of the best music right now? Like what artists, new or old, got some of the best music out right now? And these artists will just simply say whomever is the quote unquote billboard hottest or radio hottest artist. They'll just blurt their name out because they want to be politically correct. Nah, man. That's not what we doing. That's not what we doing. Don't mention the status quo. Mention who you really listening to right now. Like, I do interviews often. I'm finna do an interview on Friday. When I do the interview, if they ask me what artists am I listening to right now, I'm gonna be honest. I listen to West Side Gun. I listen to Conway the Machine. I listen to Benny the Butcher. I listen to Lord Flea. I listen to TF. I listen to Bale. Uh, who else I listen to? Uh, I listen to Planet Asia. And it's not just because these are cats that I work with, but these are cats I really, really listen to. I got a playlist, a Raekwon playlist with all favorite Raekwon shit. A, a Ghostface playlist, a Redman playlist. I got a vibes playlist that consists of uh, her, Daniel Caesar, E Bangs, uh, uh, Dior, um, uh, 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 what's the girl? Tiffany Goucher, Inglewood Sir. I'm listening. I'm I'm going down the playlist of who I listen to, who I really real deal listen to. I'm not finna just start saying, yeah, I listen to Cardi B. I listen to uh uh, uh Snoop Dogg. I, that's no that's not who I listen to. I respect them as artists, but I don't listen to them. Tell the story the right way. It's important. If you're in a relationship, 
Y'all have an argument. Y'all about to break up. Whoever you confide in, whoever you talk to to try to get the relationship in order or even your best friend, you just want to, you know, you just got an ear. They just listen to your problems. Man, tell the story the right way. If you want the real answer of how to move on, tell the story the right way. Don't tell your version of how you feel. Don't tell the version of what should have happened. Tell the story the right way so you can get the right advice. The right advice. When you're in a business meeting and you're trying to get a new deal or you're trying to get some new funding for some shit and they ask you some questions about how did this work? How did this work? What did it take for you to get to here? Tell the story the right way. Tell the story the right way. I know people who go into meetings and they be like, yo, so um, so who all helps you with this you know, project? And then the first thing that they say is, oh, no, I, be, I do it all myself. I do it all myself. I be doing everything myself. I fund it myself. I be putting together the packages by myself and everything. Because you think that's what these investors want to hear. You think that the investor want to hear that you did it all by yourself. Oh, we finna get this man all this money. We finna give him 100000 so he could do it all by himself again. That's not what they're thinking about. When they ask you who's been helping you on this project, they're trying to see if your project management is good. They want to see if you're just as good as a supervisor as you are working to selling your product. They want to see if this is a one-man job or a system because they love to invest in a system, in a platform. They don't want to invest in just one person grinding to sell everything, grinding to do work. They would rather invest in a system. Don't get me wrong. They have done it. They've given money to one person. But they rather give money to a system. Something that's a machine that can ongoingly do your thing. Why not? So tell the story the right way. If you got little Sally Susie helping you fold the shirts for merch, fucking say that. If you got this one guy that's, you know, helping pass out flyers and, you know, tell people to go download your record, fucking say that. Say that. If you got, you know, other people liking and sharing and, you know, helping other people get in tune with your music, say that. Don't leave them out and say, I'm a one-man show, because you're not. You're not a one-man show. You got to help. So tell the story the right way. It'll help you in the long run. That whole concept of I did it all by myself be a lie for a lot of these rappers. I'm going to tell you now. It's a downright lie. You need help. You have help. You've gotten help. So tell the story the right way, man. This is all the time I got today. I appreciate y'all tuning in, man. If y'all take anything from this episode, 
just know that, you know, being 100 and telling the story the right way and mentioning the people that has helped you in your path to greatness will only create good karma for you in your future of doing great shit. Trust me. I intend on making sure I explain and I mention everybody that's been with me along the path to doing something great. And I want y'all to do the same. Make sure y'all continue to listen and subscribe to the Potty Rob Podcast on all your digital podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher, um, Stitcher Radio, uh, Google Podcasts. We are now on YouTube. We're now on YouTube, so make sure you go check us out uh, on YouTube. Got all the episodes on YouTube. This will be on YouTube as well. And uh, I appreciate everybody tuning in and rocking with me. Make sure you subscribe. And, uh, you know, I'm back in town. I'm back in L.A., and I got a lot of production to take care of. And I'm going to have a fun week uh, with the people who's helped me um, be great and helped me do the things that I do. And I appreciate all the comments and all the DMs. Feel free to comment and like uh, and talk to me about, you know, the situation. You know what I mean? We got our podcast, our Poly Rob Podcast Creative Group on Facebook. If you're not uh, added on there, please add yourself or DM me and I will add you. And uh, let's talk about these things, man. I like to, you know, tune in with y'all, man, and, and like to hear what y'all feel. You know what I mean? So I appreciate y'all listening in, man. Uh, Potty Rob Podcast, man. We out.